So you'd think that after Jesus starts breaking all the rules in chapter 2, that he would settle back a little bit. I mean, chapter 2 is just him really getting started with his ministry. It's just really getting going. And from the jump, he's breaking the rules. So you'd think that maybe he might dial it back just a little bit. But no, today we're reading chapter 3, where Jesus pokes the bear. So if we take a look at the outline, we see that once again in chapter 3, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. And right here at the beginning, you know, he, like I said, he does not take his foot off the accelerator from at the end of chapter two. He just keeps pushing. He's already started breaking the rules and now he's poking the bear. The first story in chapter three, Jesus heals on the Sabbath and says, again, he entered the synagogue and a man was there who had a withered hand. They watched him to see whether he would cure on the Sabbath so they might accuse him. That's the setting. That's the scenario. Jesus is standing up in the synagogue on the Sabbath. He knows they're looking at him. He knows they're watching him. He knows they want to judge him. And they want to accuse him. And it would have been a smart move to chill out a little bit, mitigate, take his foot off the accelerator, you know, pull back just a little bit so we could keep building his community. But no, no, Jesus pokes the bear. Then he said to them, uh, then he said to the man with the withered hand, come forward. Then he said to them, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save life or to kill? But they were silent because they knew. They knew he had brought up the number one question. You know, they keep putting these Sabbath requirements on people, but yet failing to see the spirit of the Sabbath as restorative as for the people, and Jesus is bringing it up to the point right there, right at the beginning. He looked at them with anger. He was grieved at their hardness of heart and said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately conspired with the Herodians against him, how to destroy him. So when you do collective public action, that's Jesus is kind of doing civil disobedience here. Um, and when you do that, there's going to be a response. And the response is the powers that be organized to try to stop you. That's what happens here. The Pharisees conspire with the Herodians. They're conspiring with the king and the king's people. Now, Herod the Great had been king when Jesus was born, and he had died, and his three sons split up Herod's kingdom. And they each took the name Herod and attached it to their name as well. Kind of what the Romans had done with Caesar. After the first Caesar, all the emperors after that took the name Caesar to claim that title, to claim that line. The Herodians were trying to be like Rome. And the Pharisees are in cahoots with the Herodians in this passage. And remember, this is getting written when the Jews are actually rebelling against Rome. So all of that political intrigue is swirling around this passage as well. And Jesus says, is it right to save a life or to kill? When we practice the Sabbath, when we practice our religion, 
is it right to save a life or to kill? And he immediately heals the man and answers that question. The rest of the chapter, as we can see in the outline, are stories like this. I want to highlight one verse, verse 27. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first tying up the strong man, then indeed the house can be plundered. Now, there's a lot of debate about what this verse means and what Jesus is talking about. I think it's interesting for us as we continue to read Mark's gospel to think of Jesus as the strong man and the powers that be that we've seen already, the Pharisees, the Romans, the Herodians, the scribes, they're trying to bind up the strong man so that, bind up Jesus so that they continue to perpetuate themselves in power. That's what I think is going on here. And we, let's use that lens as we continue reading on the rest of the book. And it'll be interesting to see whether they're successful in binding up the strong man, because Lord knows they're going to try. So that's chapter three. Jesus pokes the bear and the tension is already rising between Jesus, the strong man, and the powers that be, the ones that would plunder. Tomorrow, we'll be reading chapter four, and we'll be a quarter of the way through the gospel when we finish chapter four. So stick with us, keep going, and remember, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine.